You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. I'm back with another episode of How To 20-Something and continuing on with my mini relationship series as today we are going to discuss the all too familiar topic of dating in your 20s, which also coincides with being single in your 20s. Dun dun dun. (laughs) No, but seriously, at one point or another, a large majority of us have experienced the world of dating, the life of being single, and teetering between the two. In today's episode, I'm going to help you understand what you want and what you value in a potential significant other, not settling for below your standards, the role dating apps play, and simply feeling validated that it absolutely sucks to date right now. I live in Charlotte, and this city is notorious for a horrible dating scene, and I know I'm not the only one who feels this way about their own city. And I think part of the reason for the bad dating scene is because there are so many people all around the same age that we keep passing up the person in front of us today with the thought that there might be someone better tomorrow. And there hardly ever is that better person, yet we get so scared of committing to someone because of that lingering possibility in the back of our minds. We're afraid to settle for the here and now because of what could be available down the line. And this is also what happens on dating apps, only on a more superficial level, that if you don't absolutely love someone's face, you'll dismiss them without even getting to know them. I know you want to be able to show your partner off and not give the excuse of, they look better in person, I promise, but dating apps still paint this facade of someone, someone you don't know. You are judging them without even knowing them, and that's not how I personally like to roll. Like It's fine if that's what you prefer as you're in charge of your own life and relationships. I'm just letting you know that's not how I roll. I do want to say I have never been in a good place mentally when I've gone the route of downloading the apps and they don't last on my phone for longer than a month. It's not to say that You shouldn't use the apps to find love, but it is being realistic of the likelihood of you finding someone decent and ready for commitment and can communicate well and is just reaching your standards and getting over the idea that you need to mesh well on that very first date. I know there are success stories out there. I have friends who have been married for three years now and met on Tinder. My sister and her boyfriend met on Bumble over four years ago. And one of my friends just got engaged to someone she met online as well. I think it was Hinge. So it is possible. But I know I don't do well on those apps simply because I'm really big on people's energies and the compatibility that comes with that initial in-person interaction without the time commitment of a first date needing to be planned. I like to say I enjoy meeting people the old-fashioned way, and that's casually and in person, which means putting myself in situations that I enjoy being in and hope to meet someone there. 
For me, this is the gym or when I go play some outdoor pickup games on Sundays or a networking event. And this isn't, again, this is just for me, this isn't out at the bars simply because I don't enjoy drinking and late nights. So I would prefer not to meet someone who is getting shit-faced on a Friday night for no other reason than it being the start to the weekend. Finding someone to date is similar to finding someone to be friends with. It's going to things you enjoy being at or in groups that you have an interest in. But before you download the apps or go out into the real world, you do need to fully know your own thought processes, beliefs, priorities, standards, and what you're looking for. First off, I want to touch on qualities and values that you have and thereby will want to seek out in a potential partner. And this starts with knowing the difference between qualities and values because they're not the same, but they do overlap and they do influence one another. Qualities are characteristics and traits of a person describing how someone behaves. They are observable through action. They make up someone's personality. So these are things like honesty and patience and resilience and integrity, where values are core beliefs and principles that guide someone's decisions and priorities. So these are values are your moral compass, and they're basically the reason why you act in a certain way. So if we were to simplify that all down, values are your why behind a decision or the reason as to why you behave in a particular way, and qualities are your actual decisions, actions, or behaviors. For example, if you value compassion, then you are going to be kind to the people you interact with. They both play an integral role as to how you or a potential significant other is going to interact in the world, so it's important to have a general understanding of the two. But before you put yourself out there and restart the dating process again, it's time for you to get clear on your own values and how they relate to what you're looking for in another human being. Meaning, what do you value in your relationships and what are the qualities that support those values? I'm not going to go through every value that exists, but I will touch on some that are important to me with the hopes that you start to get a general idea of what's important to you. The first one is communication, and this is in regards to a couple of different things like fully articulating your words so I don't feel in the dark or hanging off of a cliff and vice versa because we all know how this feels and it absolutely sucks to not know where you stand in someone else's eyes. And it's also a true test to someone's maturity levels if they can't communicate what they are feeling. So do not ghost someone. Tell them straight up. This is something I have to deal with in my business a lot with clients, like potential clients, and I hate it. So if I feel in the dark in a relationship, you bet your ass I'm shutting that down. Our human brains are going to fill in the gaps with whatever story is going to make us feel better or worse about the unknown. And I think we can all agree that that is not a fun time because those stories typically end up false and we get so worked up over someone else's inability to effectively communicate. Whether it's the story of they aren't responding because they are on their way to surprise me with a bouquet of flowers or they aren't responding because they are with someone else and cheating on me. One version sets a high expectation brought by disappointment because they're probably not on their way to surprise you with a bouquet of flowers. And then the other one stresses you out in the moment. And until the story, the true story comes out, you're going to create your own when in reality they were probably just napping. 
Communication has been a big topic within the last year of my life, and I do my best to fully communicate to other people in my life, let alone someone I might be dating. I also know I'm guilty of being short with someone with the hopes that they'll pick up on me not wanting to talk to them instead of saying the actual words of I'm not interested, obviously in a more lighthearted and caring way, but it's, it is something I've gotten better at. It's not easy to reject someone, but it, it's to communicate where you stand. So to repeat, stop ghosting. Just stop it. And this actually reminds me of a time in college when this guy I was seeing fully dropped off the face of the earth. And I finally saw him again right before Halloween. So I said to him, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? A ghost? And honestly, that was a highlight of my, my life. Anyways, back to communicating. Communication also means feeling safe to express your thoughts and feelings to someone else and maintaining openness and honesty between one another. A second value that I hold very high is health and wellness. This is encompassing mental, physical, emotional, financial, all of the health, the well-being of it, and as a life and nutrition coach and a personal trainer, that should not come to a surprise to any of you. Someone who works out, eats well, cares for their body and mind, is growth-minded, so they like to read, learn, expand their thoughts, someone who isn't afraid to show their emotions, and then even is good with their finances, as in they don't spend their money foolishly, but they're responsible with knowing how much they are netting on a regular basis. This is all what I do in my day-to-day life with myself and help my clients solidify within the context of their lives, So you bet your ass I'm going to want to see someone prioritize their health within their lives when considering getting into a relationship with them. With that comes the value of responsibility. Being with someone who has their head on straight, takes ownership for their actions or lack thereof, and feels fully accountable for the way their life is presenting itself. This also coincides with qualities like being on time or true to their word and is someone I can count on or is reliable, dependable, and consistent. I joke with people when they talk about their dating struggles, like when friends or people at the gym, because it's usually women. And I tell them like, oh, just send the guy the link to my calendar, my website, and I'll make him dateable. It's wins all around. You get the guy with his shit together, I get a client, and the guy gets his shit together. All right, so for all of you out there, send me the guys that you think need to get their act together. But another value, respect. And then we can cue Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. But on a more serious note, finding someone who acknowledges and adheres to boundaries being set, who treats me like an actual person who matters, and values listening to one another, which also loops back to communication. Respect is how someone interacts with others who have different backgrounds and beliefs and just treating people with dignity and is considerate of others. And last but not least, I value humor. I want to laugh and I want someone to laugh with me. I mean, who doesn't want that? Being with someone who has a good sense of humor and puts a smile on my face and vice versa is important to me so I don't feel like I'm talking to a wall. And this also means knowing my sarcasm and then dishing it back out to me when, which of course is something that needs to be learned over time. Which is important to note, as not all values are going to come through on a first date. A first date is more like a business exchange, so release the expectation that this person must check off every box in your first interaction. But 
definitely keep a high alert on for red flags. Yes, these are my top five values. I feel like I am verbally giving you guys my dating profile right now. (laughs) But this is what I look for in a person that I'm considering dating. And they absolutely must have it. And I also make sure I carry these out within my own life as well. These are my deal breakers. And it's important to know what you want, what you know you are deserving of, and not getting blindsided by some other qualities when your potential partner doesn't hold at least a majority of your top values. We're talking four out of five, but more ideally five out of five. And a conversation I had recently with a client who is getting back into the dating scene was she realized she was looking for qualities and values in other people that she had not solidified in herself yet, and it felt wrong to dismiss someone based off of that. To which I told her a few things. The first was, you never know if they are actively working on those things if you don't give them that initial chance. And two, you know you are working on prioritizing these things. Just because you aren't perfect in those areas yet doesn't mean you shouldn't want to see similar things within another human you are considering partnering up with. So if you are listening and have begun to think about your own values as I walked you through mine, just know that We're all a work in progress, but continuing to strive for more and to improve in certain areas of your life doesn't mean you shouldn't want to see that in someone else too. Don't count yourself out or another person out just because they have yet to solidify those parts of themselves. Because let's face it, we're all still learning so much about the world in our 20s, let alone how we fit in the world and what we value. So start with yourself. Start with what you value in your life and what you're prioritizing to improve upon right now. And that will help you set the standards of what you also want to see in someone else. Just full of stories today because I remember talking to a random girl at the pool over a year ago and we got onto the subject of dating to which I said, I'm picky. And she corrected me and said, you're not picky. You have high standards. Your standards represent your own self-worth and what you believe you are worthy of receiving. I know I am worthy of receiving far more than the bare minimum. I've been in relationships where the bare minimum was a bar set too high for that particular guy and, well, there's a reason we're not still together. You are also worthy of receiving more than the bare minimum. We are past the age of settling for mediocrity. That's college shit. We're adults now. We want to find our forever person, and that comes with us stepping up our own game and meeting someone who also matches that energy. And on that topic of wanting to find your forever person, it is totally valid for you to long for a partner. It doesn't mean you're weak or codependent. It means you want to love and be loved and there is nothing wrong with that. But it does mean you shouldn't jump on the first person to give you attention. And that's why I started this episode with what are your values because these are your non-negotiables. These are the deal breakers. The person can be a decent human, but if they don't share a majority of the same values of you, then they are not the person for you. You don't need to get an ick or say that person was a shitty human if they really just weren't a good compatibility match for you. There are over 7 million people on this planet. There's going to be someone out there who does check off your value boxes. I know There is a quiet pressure to find someone in your 20s or maybe a lot of your friends are in serious relationships, but this doesn't mean you need to rush into something just to play catch up. 
You are not behind. You are practicing patience. You are practicing self-love and you are getting to know yourself so that you can bring the best version of you to your next relationship. Take the lessons learned from your past relationships or dating experiences, both the successful moments and the not-so-successful moments, as they are going to help you to paint the picture of what you're looking for and what you are deserving of receiving. Each relationship you have encountered serves as a stepping stone in the right direction to finding your person. Seriously think about the relationships, situationships, or dating experiences that you've encountered throughout your life thus far and pull out what you did well and what you could improve on, what you liked about the ship, and what could have been better. Get to know your patterns. Do you go for the asshole or toxic person? Do you run away when there's a potential for it to become more serious? Do you love really hard and then get your heart broken even though you've only known each other for one month? Do you give your all to someone but don't believe you're worthy of receiving the same in return? Do you accept the bare minimum as good enough when you deserve more than that? If you can't recognize your own patterns, then you are going to keep repeating the same dead-end relationships. So ask your friends as they probably have a good idea as to what your red flags are when it comes to dating. To recap what we've gone through so far in this episode, first it was the role dating apps play, then it was your values and qualities and what to look for in someone else, and knowing your worth and receiving nothing less. Now I want to move on to a topic that has surfaced more over this last year, and that is masculine versus feminine energies. I want to get one thing clear. This does not mean gender roles. This does not mean ladies, your role is to, I'm going stereotypes here. Ladies, your role is to be in the kitchen. Men, your role is to bring home the money. No. You see, I was raised by a single mom. And if there was any life lesson she taught me, it was that you need to be fully capable of taking care of yourself without being dependent on someone else for love, money, and support. This doesn't mean you aren't supposed to long for love, support, and financial relief that does come with a serious relationship. It does mean, however, that you can be independent, but you are choosing to invite someone into your life to make it better. Both men and women can be in their masculine and feminine energies at different times, so it's knowing where that shows up for you and in someone you want to be with. These are complementary characteristics of one another, whether within yourself or within your relationship. Your masculine energies consist of taking action, meaning you are goal-oriented, you're taking the initiative, you're determined, and you make decisions. This energy also encompasses logistics and analytics. It's focused on problem solving, being assertive, standing up for what you believe in, and practicing direct communication, independence, as I've mentioned before, and where you are self-reliant and can take care of yourself. And then it's also being competitive with either yourself or with others. Your feminine energy, on the other hand, is being receptive. It's nurturing and open to receiving emotions of others. In this energy, you are also intuitive. You use your gut feelings to navigate situations. You're collaborative and focus on cooperation and community. In this energy, you are adaptable and flexible to changing circumstances. You are empathetic, as in you are in tune with other people's feelings as well as your own. We all possess a combination of the two energy types. So knowing where you fall into your masculine and where you fall into your feminine is helpful when getting to know someone else and where they fall depending on the situation at hand. 
And I'll give an example for what I believe is right in my life. I'm a business owner. Therefore, I am always in my masculine energy when it comes to operating in my day-to-day life. I am extremely goal-oriented. I'm fantastic at solving problems for my clients and myself. I can successfully set and abide by boundaries and am very independent in my own life. However, I am also very empathetic towards others. I thrive in a community of people and am intuitive beyond belief. When I look at my life, I know I am both masculine and feminine when it comes to my business as being a coach requires me to be both. When it comes to relationships, though, I want to be in more of my feminine energy, way more than my masculine, mainly because I want to be able to take a break from being in charge of everything all the time. So depending on the situation and who I am will determine which of my energies will shine through. If you were to look at your life, maybe you could start to pull out where you show up based on the circumstances and people around you. But you see how this isn't about gender roles and more so a build on knowing the qualities you possess and finding someone who complements those qualities within their own belief system? It's a rhetorical question because I can't wait for a response. But the last piece of information I want to share as I begin to wrap up this episode of Dating in Your 20s is establishing what you are looking for in terms of a long-term relationship, a situationship, a friends with benefits, or anything along those lines will help you set boundaries and clearly communicate your expectations of the other person before you enter into a ship of some sort. Because if you are looking for a quick hookup but someone else is looking for a serious relationship, then you guys are going to butt heads and it's not going to end well. The pressure to find your person in this phase of our lives is real. It's all around us. Every day I open a social media app and see another person that I know has gotten engaged. Know that your time will come when it's supposed to. Use this time, if you're single, to really get to know yourself and what you're looking for in a relationship and don't you dare settle for anything less. Dating is rough out there, believe me. But there is no one-size-fits-all timeline when it comes to love. You will find your person and that person will come at the exact time they are supposed to. So for now, take yourself on little dates. Get to know what you enjoy and how you exist in your life and someone will enter your life when the time is right, not based on what you think the right time is. That is what I have to say on dating in your 20s, being single in your 20s. And if you liked what you heard, please share it with a friend or post on social media. Tag me at coach.justdiamond if you do. And if you need help on your own personal growth journey, please reach out to me either via email or Instagram, also in the show notes, as I am actively accepting clients and I would love to help you. Otherwise, This concludes another episode of How to 20-something. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to be in your headphones next week with another brand new episode.